following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Craytown, along with my co-host, the bootleg Better Boots. Welcome to the show. And uh, <laughs> we've got some fun stuff going. Yes. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, buddy. I prayed more and said less. God did the rest. I know. Leg better. I know you've been been muttering to yourself ever since this show started, looking over this playoff predictor. That we we talked about it last show that we were going to be going over our playoff predictions, our our season standing predictions. Um, man, I had it and it looked good for for a little bit, and then all of a sudden. Uh, stuff wasn't saved, and then I forgot who I picked, and then I I thought, well, maybe it'll be better if I could do it with this team, and this team's gonna lose. But no, they they should win. <laughs> so I had to go back and forth on a couple of them. So it's all done now. Yeah, it's all done. But you look at it; it's it's funny how when you go through the season and you you kind of glance through how these things are going to work out and how you think these things are going to work out, you you just take a look at how those final standings landed, and you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah, I couldn't pick that. I couldn't. Oh, this is that is that for real? Did I really? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! And and it kind of gives you a much better idea of how the schedule is going to fall for a lot of these teams. There's a lot of teams out there, and and for example, right now, you know, and and we'll talk about it more in a little bit. But right now, everybody's riding that Detroit Lions bandwagon, right? Everybody's real big on the Detroit Lions. But as you yeah. look at that Minnesota Vikings schedule. And a lot of people are saying the Minnesota Vikings are going to plummet. If you, as you look at that Viking schedule, things are a little bit different, you know, when you take a glance at it. And and I'm I'm starting to feel slightly differently, uh, slightly different about the Vikings and their their chances of repeating and taking the NFC North. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So when we get into it, but uh, boots. Uh, we are not joined by the Cannonball Alex Steele today. Alex, he's got some prior engagements going on. That's okay. Uh, Alex will be joining us on the next show with his playoff predictor. We're going to be mm-hmm. jumping through that stuff. In the meantime, we do have a few news and notes. Very slow, slow news period in the NFL. Yeah. Obviously, we have some very, very, uh, um, just very... Uh, iffy kind of news, I guess you could say. It's it's just trickling in here and there. Uh, the biggest news, like rec- an IV. Yeah, uh, the biggest news recently uh, just came out this week. Uh, actually, just last night, former Vikings running back Dalvin Cook has reportedly turned down the Dolphins' offer. Um, he's having trouble finding a team that's willing to give him the ten million dollars per year that he was going to be getting with the Minnesota Vikings. But suddenly. The Buffalo Bills have seemingly entered the Dalvin Cook sweepstakes. So, I I mean, I think the Bills getting a guy like Dalvin Cook is exactly what the Bills need. I think the Bills getting Dalvin Cook would be a brilliant move. I I think that James Cook, his brother, Dalvin's brother, has every intention of being the starter moving into this season. I do think Damian Harris is also in the, the conversation. But if Dalvin Cook walks onto the field for the Buffalo Bills, I do think the Buffalo Bills 
can stake their claim as favorites heading into this season to potentially win a Super Bowl, don't you? Yeah, when you look at Dalvin Cook, you're looking at a guy who's a an, an excellent receiver out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. He can run off tackle. He can do everything you need him to do as a running back. Issue has been health, you know, pretty much since his days at Florida State. You know, the the shoulder injury or, or hamstring or it's been something there to keep him off the field for a few games. Uh, ECLs every, every seat, yeah, yeah. You know, so so you're concerned with that, but the talent that he brings, being a game breaker, being a playmaker, bringing bringing that type of talent on your team is only going to help it. Now, the money situation, hey, it's not my money to spend, so I can't tell him what to do. But what I will say is, you put him on that team, Damian Harris is coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. The um, Damian Harris being a bad, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, Damian as good Harris. as Harris is. Yeah. He's really good, but he's not Dalvin Cook. Exactly, but but it's a good problem to have. Having yeah. having Dalvin Cook as, as RB1, having Damian Harris and James Cook kind of uh, you know, yeah. as RB two, RB yeah. RB two B. You, you know, can I mean, split James Cook out. Yep. Into the you can you can split James Cook out as a slot receiver on certain plays and in, in certain scenarios if you need to, and get all of that speed and, and ability from the Cook brothers on your on your team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that it would be a brilliant move uh, uh, having Dalvin come onto that team. We've been talking ad nauseum. For years now, how the Buffalo Bills need a running back. They need a yeah. true, strong running back. I thought the Damian Harris signing was a great signing because they really did get Damian Harris on a discount. Yeah. They did. They got him for cheap. And and get Damian Harris, he did well when he was healthy for the New England Patriots. He did extremely well. But Ramadre Stevenson showed, hey, I'm cheaper and I can be just as good, which is fine. Good for the Patriots. They got the same runner on a discount. Hey, rock and roll. But when you're going to go ahead and be the Buffalo Bills and you need that running back, everybody, you know, I almost feel like everybody clamors for Thurman Thomas. Every every year, everybody, you're not going to get a Thurman Thomas. But if you get a Dalvin Cook and you get a guy that can run that outside zone as effectively yeah. as he does, and that's what he does. He runs, he's an outside zone runner. He gets outside the tackles and he is dangerous. Yeah. And and that's what you need in, in Buffalo. You need an outside zone runner. You need that greasy fast speed. You need that elusiveness. Buffalo becomes a favorite at that point, I think, and and they sort of lack in the receiver department outside of Steph Diggs, but they did go out and get some really good tight ends. They've got Dawson Knox already over there. They went and drafted the new kid over there, that Dalton Kincaid, who I think is fantastic. So, hey, you know, how about get yourself a star running back, and you might be in really good shape. You set something up nice for, for Josh Allen. I really like this play if, if Dalvin, Dalvin Cook does become the guy. Uh, the New England Patriots are reportedly also in the conversation, um, which, I mean, I don't really think they need them. They have Ramadre Stevenson over there, who has been very good for them. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really think it's necessary at this point. Do you? Possib possibly not, but at the same time, when you look at Dalvin Cook, you've got a prototypical foundational NFL back, whereas Ramadre Stevenson, maybe not so much in the foundation NFL back mold. Right. And, you know, Cook helps you win, you know, right now immediately on on any team. Mm -hmm. And he and he's a very underrated goal line back too. He is. So he's got a nose for the end zone. You can throw it to him in the in the red zone. You throw it to him at the goal line, he'll catch it. Can't say the same thing about Damon Harris. So yeah, the uh the, the Bills are looking good. If they get Cook, 
they're definitely fair. I think they're going to win the division anyway, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's gonna it's looking good for for the old Buffalo Bills there if they if they can manage Dalvin Cook. One team that was interested in Dalvin Cook uh, that that isn't going to get him, but they're going to have their guy ready for week one is the Broncos. Uh, running back Javante Williams says he's going to be ready to go for training camp, and he says he's going to be ready to go for week one. That's a big coup for the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, Javante Williams, to me, is a special running back. I thought he was going to be great last year, went and tore his ACL. Uh, he goes and, and, you know, a lot of people weren't sure if he was going to be ready for training camp, let alone even week one. Now hearing that he's going to be back for training camp, back for week one, Broncos fans got to be excited, right? They they should be. He showed a lot of flashes oh, yeah. of a lot of potential uh, coming out of North Carolina. Shared the backfield, had a uh, so not as much tread on the tire you would think, but now having this injury, you know that probably puts a little bit you know of doubt on it. Mm-hmm. I'm always risk averse when it comes to uh, running backs and need and and things like that. So just on a uh, Take a quick you uh, quick side street to the fantasy football realm. I'd be very cautious on Javante Williams uh, or any running back, especially you know coming off of a knee injury. First, I don't know seven eight rounds of your draft. Maybe stay away from that. But yeah. uh, the Broncos have to be excited getting this talent back. We'll we'll see what he what he looks like, but definite plus. Yeah, he he looked good for them in those first uh, the the first game there. I, I thought he looked really great. He went out and, and tore that ACL pretty early in the season. Uh, you know, you you want to think that Javante Williams is going to bounce back and be the same guy that that uh, everybody thought he was going to be. He actually outdid Melvin Gordon uh, during those spans when Melvin Gordon had his injuries. You know, yeah. so and he kind of stole the job from him and never gave it back. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that's uh, so Javante Williams will be back. Also, in the Broncos world, a little bit of sad news, and it's sad news for us as a couple of uh, pro wrestlers, oh, actually, three pro wrestlers on this show former uh, Broncos defensive, t- defensive tackle, former professional wrestler Darren Drozdoff. He did pass away at the age of 54. Draws was an excellent wrestler for the WWE. Uh, we got to see him for uh, uh, several. Several years in, in WWE, he was paralyzed from the neck down, unfortunately, uh, due to a, an errant powerbomb from D'Lo Brown. Uh, it was on an episode of SmackDown. Very unfortunate accident. Uh, very positive guy by what everybody says. He had an excellent podcast. He had an excellent radio show. WWE used to uh, produce his stuff all the time. Um, just a positive human being all the time. I did get to meet Draws a couple of times uh, at, inter- at uh, autograph sessions, things of that nature. Such a cool dude, uh, and uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Darren Drozdov and his family. Uh, also, just a funny side note, he, he was known for his ability to throw up on command, apparently, was his... He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! That, that was one of the, the funniest segments I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, as far beyond as beyond the mat, beyond the mat, yeah, Vince McMahon yelling at him, he's gonna puke and and Drozdov trying to to puke in a garbage can, um, in, in the office, in peace, yeah, rest Darren in peace, Drozdov. Derek Drozdov, yeah, we we uh, we appreciated your your wrestling ability, your football playing abilities. He was just a, a great dude, as positive attitude. I don't know that I could have been that positive, as positive as that guy was being in his position. I don't know that I could have done it. Yeah, I've I've got uh, someone who's uh, close to me. It was in the same 
same position. Mm-hmm. Not quite the same circumstances to get them into that chair, but same uh, being in the same position. And it's tough. You you can't imagine what it, what it's like to be able to to do what it takes to be not only a professional athlete but a professional football player, right. and a professional wrestler, and all of the the energy and and, and all of your uh, your ability to to move at will. And it, at any given time, is now suddenly taken away. Right. And you can't just do, you know, can't just get up and go. You know, there. I can't imagine how how it must have felt for him to uh, to go from being a, a prime athlete, tip top condition, tip top shape, to uh, living the rest of your life in a uh, in a wheelchair. And I'm sure, you know, from all accounts D'Lo Brown felt horrible yeah. about what had happened and uh you know he was nearly inconsolable you know and Draws told him hey you know it's not ballet it's you know it's an accident things things like that happen brother but you you still don't get over that type of you know mm-hmm. you know knowing that maybe you weren't I don't know if you were the cause but it was caused by what what you were doing right yeah and, you know, whose fault it was, doesn't matter. It happened, and man, you know, he felt terrible about it. And, you know, the wrestling world loses another brother. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our, our thoughts and prayers, once again, go out to the Drozdov family. We hope everything uh, is all right out there, as good as it can be anyway. Um, but moving on, we do have some stuff going on in Patriot Land, uh, too. Signings going on here for the New England Patriots. Kind of weird Weird points in the offseason for them to be signing, guys. They go out and extend two players. First of all, they uh, sign and extend linebacker Jawan Bentley to uh, a two-year deal, $18.75 million. Uh, he had an 80.4 PFF grade, 83.8 run defense grade, 72.6 coverage grade. Uh, you know, it's kind of worth the signing, uh, just judging by it from a numbers standpoint. Uh, statistically, he was one of the better linebackers in the league. Uh, Boots, what do you think of this Jawan Bentley signing here? Well, hey, the Patriots, if if, any, if history has taught us anything about Bill Belichick, they know what they're doing when it comes to their defensive players, their defensive scheme. And so it's almost like they've earned so much credit to where whoever they sign, oh, yeah, that's a good Yeah, that, that's a good sign. Yeah. Right? Because right. It, it's the scheme – Maybe not so much the players, mm. but uh, Bentley's, you know, still a, a professional, solid NFL player. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he'll work out just fine with the Patriots because they know what they're doing. Yeah, he's played good ball the last couple of years. So, it's, it, I thought it was, wor- well, the, yeah, the last couple of seasons, he, it's, I thought it was good signing, uh, a nice, easygoing extension. I and mean, he gets, what, nine and a half roughly. So, I mean, not too bad of a signing. They also go out and sign kind of an interesting one. I thought this one was kind of iffy. They go out and sign wide receiver Devontae Parker to a three-year, $33 million deal. Sort of a guy that is underproduced. He underproduced when he was with Miami. Devontae Parker underproduces with the Patriots, and now he gets $11 million a year. I don't know how to feel about this signing. I feel like it's kind of an overpayment for sort of a middling wide receiver. What do you think of this here? I think uh, Devontae Parker, very good vertical threat. That's what he's been for most of the career. You don't think of him as a as a, uh, a 
a route runner per se. Right. But he's very good at at the point of uh, at the catch point. Um, but I don't see him making the impact to the offense that uh, that everyone else has had because he just he just hasn't. Right. You know. So if it's a if it's a good deal for the hey Devontae. Keep getting them checks, as the great Jalen Rose once said. Yeah, I, I just I haven't bought Parker for a long time. Um, I, I always thought he was going to produce in a really really big way for Miami. He never did. Um, and and like you said, this vertical threat guy. I thought he was going to be you know this big you know honking vertical threat. And and in Miami, he never panned out that way. I thought he was going to be a big vertical threat for the Patriots, and he's supposed to be a vertical threat, but. I don't know. I mean, how much of it kind of falls on Mac Jones versus you know Parker because Mac Jones doesn't really have the arm. Parker hasn't really produced much in in New England. No. And and so we're we're kind of wondering when is this guy going to show something? You know, if if he if he was out right now, say, you know, in Buffalo, I we might be having a different conversation because Josh Allen has the arm. Yeah. But but I don't know that that. He's in the right place that's going to suit his needs, maybe. Um, but I also don't think he was producing anyway in a spot that suited his needs out in Miami as it was. So I have I have questions about this signing. $11 million seems like a lot. I would have maybe signed him for six, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, 11? Uh, okay, we'll see. Yeah, he does need a little, a little bit of a bigger arm quarterback to take advantage of his uh, athletic ability to stretch the field. Right. Um, some better news, some good news around the league. Saints tight end Foster Moreau announces his full remission of his Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hooray! Congratulations. I, yep, I know Alex would feel very good about that if he was on the show today. Uh, Foster Moreau, he is uh, in full remission of his Hodgkin's lymphoma. He will be back. So that's positive news. Uh, Foster Moreau is a hell of a tight end. He showed up in relief of Darren Waller over there with the Raiders when Darren Waller was hurt. And he um, always produced. Yeah, always produced. When Darren Waller was out, um, he was he he played well as a number one tight end. So yeah. I think that's a, a definite plus over there for the Saints. I think that him and Derek Carr have a really solid rapport. Yeah. I expect him to be back with the Saints and be producing in a big way. Don't you? I do as well. Yeah, I see. He probably Moreau would probably be the first option for Derek Carr when he gets under when he gets in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, a lot of people think it's going to be uh, Jawan Johnson. I don't. I don't think that's going to be the case. No, you'll be you'll be looking for Foster. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, and now our last notes of the day, the stupid shit of the day is what I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our dumb shit of the day. Oh, the 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 players that did dumb shit to get suspended, arrested, all that dumb stuff. Well, we have several, unfortunately. Um, oh, the NFL has suspended four more players for gambling. Um, this is just. Stupid. Uh, the Colts have two players getting suspended. Rashad Berry and Isaiah Rogers are suspended indefinitely for gambling. Uh, free agent Demetrius Taylor, he is also suspended indefinitely for gambling. And then Nicholas Petit Frere is uh, is suspended. For, he's the Titans' offensive tackle. He's suspended for the first six games for uh, violating the the league's gambling policy. Now Petit Frere. He, he should know better. Yeah, exactly. I, honestly, man, they all should know better. Because when you are when you come into the league, 
you get you're at the rookie symposium. Mm-hmm. They give you all of the information that you need to know, and what you need to know about gambling is in there too. Yep. So just do what the pros. I'm, I'm gonna give you a little pro tip. Just do what the pros do. Find somebody to place the bet for you. Give them the money, straight cash, homie. Have them place the bet for you, mm-hmm. and then you're okay. <laughs> Some Here's, guys are, are are making these bets on on the teams uh, at the team's facility mm-hmm. in the parking lots or whatever. Like it's not going to get found out. They've got ex CIA and, and ex uh, intelligence people who are a part of the organization. Get that's how they gather the information that they get at the scouting combines and all these in all these other meetings. They know what you're doing and they know who you hang out with, but yet you still want to make these dumb decisions. Here's here's my thing. The hell do you need to be? The hell do you need to be gambling for anyway? And as a free agent, uh, why no? If you're a free agent, you definitely shouldn't yeah. be. But what what the hell do you need to be gambling for anyway on the on sports? You're playing and like retire, then go gamble. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. why do you? You're making millions of dollars. Why do yeah. you need to be gambling anyway? Right. You, you know what I'm saying. I, I, what's What's better than some money? More, a lot of money. More money. Yeah. So I, that, that's. I, I just I don't get what in the hell do you need to be gambling for anyway? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And you're definitely not going to make dollars. Yeah. I, I just. I, no. It's it's so dumb. It's so dumb, and and for for a guy like Demetrius Taylor, he basically just just I mean he's a free agent. He almost th- basically he probably just, threw away this year of being, uh, possibly being on a on a roster. Yeah, or or for he possibly threw away his career. Possibly, you, you might know? see him on a USFL team, maybe an XFL, maybe in the Canadian Football League. But, yep, you know, right now he's probably un untouchable because a lot of teams they they've got they. Drafted players, they've got unsigned uh, free agents that they uh, mm-hmm. picked up. So, you know, yeah, I, I just think that's a, a complete and absolute mess. Um, and now, uh, also around the league, the the last piece of news and the last dumb shit of the day: um, Titans running back Hassan Haskins. He's been arrested and charged with aggravated assault by strangulation after a fight started between him and his girlfriend, Makia Green, when she allegedly liked a photo of another man on Instagram. Uh, Green was also charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated assault by strangulation, and vandalism. Uh, According to the arrest warrants posted by Scoop, uh, and, and that's Nashville on social media. The, the couple began arguing on June 22nd over green liking an Instagram post. Uh, during the fight, the warrant says Haskins allegedly began to strangle her with both hands on the bed for about 10 to 15 seconds. She stood up. They slapped each other. Green told police she fell on top of her dog crate where Haskins strangled her for a second time before letting her leave. The warrant then says she has posted photos showing bruising to her right cheek, her stomach, and redness on her neck. The argument then escalated days later at a restaurant with each leaving separately. Uh, Once she returned home, Green told the police she threw a cup that shattered before closing the bedroom door. She alleges Haskins, quote-unquote, punched and kicked the door in half. She says she grabbed and broke Haskins' necklace before they fought for her phone, which Haskins threw and shattered. 
The warrant says Green picked up Haskins' phone and noticed photos of other, wom uh, other women on one of his social media accounts. That prompted her to throw his phone before slapping his chest. Miss Green, and the quote says, Miss Green stated that she went into the kitchen to grab a knife because she was going to slash his tires, according to the warrant. And Miss Green stated, as she was walking toward the garage, she heard Mr. Haskins cock his gun and say, I hope you would. She then put the knife down. The warrant says Haskins agreed oh. with Green's account. It just keeps getting better. Yep. He added she hit him with a broom, jumped on him, and tried to strangle him from behind. Haskins also accused, uh, also accused of putting a hole in the wall by throwing his PlayStation 5. Haskins oh. also, yeah, I know. Haskins also showed police videos showing Green hitting him with the broom. Wait, so you took the time to take out your phone and and video her hit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so Hassan Haskins. That's a lot. That's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot of bullshit, isn't it? That's a lot going on. That's a, that's a lot of bullshit. That's a, that sounds like, like, as soon as you started, if I had a problem with you liking somebody else's photos on Instagram, and as soon as it escalated into a problem, that's about the time we're done. I make millions of dollars. I'm in the NFL. I got some other chick that's probably clamoring for me, for my money, for someone else, for some of uh, you know what. I'm I'm taking off. Goodbye. Mm. Gather your shit. We're not married. Mm. Gather your shit. Get the fuck on mm. out of my house. See, here's what happens. When I'm going to sound like a relationship expert. And I'm not, <laughs> but what happens is when you're doing something funky on the side, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, your paranoia is heightened mm -hmm. because so so just according to the story from from what you just read, uh, Miss Green liked someone else's picture on Instagram on the gram. Yep, on the gram, on the gram, liked someone else's picture, and he got hot about it. Yep. Okay. Now I understand him getting hot about it. I I I, I get it. Here's what I don't get. The physicality, the physical part. Right. Why are you putting your hands on this one? Yeah. Right? Well, why, oh. why is that necessary? Oh, you want to like a picture, huh? Oh, okay. All right, then. Well, like them by yourself. Yeah. Right? Go, go like them. Go, go like them. Go like them. Go like them. Now, he got so angry because now, because he already had the pictures on his phone. Yeah. Right? So, he's paranoid and and, and and everything is heightened, but because she likes someone else's, oh, you like someone else now. That's what happens. When you're doing something funky, she appears to be maybe doing something funky. Now, it's, now there's a problem because now she can expose you what you got going on. Right. This just sounds like a, uh, um, a relationship that's, that's probably on its last legs yeah. and probably done. But they're young, so anything can happen. Yeah, Haskins is what a second year guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going into his second year, it, it, it sounds like like it, I, on a scale of one to ten, of uh, how much I think Hassan's about to to be suspended, I think it's about a seven out of ten right now, maybe even an eight. Yeah, Tajay Spears, get get yep. ready to suit up. Yep, yep. So I better get ready for that. Hassan Haskins about to enjoy that. Um, dummy. Yep, dummy. Uh, but on, on top of it, uh, you know, like I said, you're making millions of dollars. You know, mm -hmm. you're making millions of dollars. 
You know, like like at that point, oh, you like him? Go yeah. like him. Exactly. Well, why, why do you need to be strangling people? Right. You know, I, I got, you. Know, why, why, okay, here, you pack your shit. You like him? Go like him. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I just don't get it. Right. I, I don't understand it. You ain't married to her. Right. You ain't married to her. And after all that, I wouldn't be married. You wouldn't be married anyway. You know, be domestic, married anyway. domestic disputes, man. No. Yeah. No, after all that, she's, she's going to go slash my tires and shit, and we're cocking guns at each other. That's not healthy. Time to go. Right. Time to go. Oh, she was going to slash his tire, so I wish you would and, and cock it. Really? Yeah. You couldn't get a new tire? <laughs> yeah. It's, like you, you make millions of dollars. Other, right? <laughs> and, 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 and if anything else, okay, well, you film it. You film the, the vandalism, and then you've got that as, as, as proof in a court case if you want to take it there. Right. But very first thing you need to do is, is walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. Oh, and get them damn pictures out your phone. Yeah, that's another thing. How about that, bro? Yep. Get, get those pictures out your phone. Yeah, it's always the phone. Yeah, always, always, the always. Phone. So that's uh, that's the other du- the the dummy of the week. Uh, so Hassan Haskins probably going to see himself a suspension, and that's our news and notes around the league. So um, we're gonna jump into a quick break here. And then after we jump into this quick break, we're gonna we're gonna hop back in and uh, well, you know what? Let's let's say let's forego the break. I want to forego the break here this time. Forego the break. I'm gonna forego the break. I want to jump into this this uh, this stuff. I'm gonna forego it because I want to jump into this stuff. This this playoff predictor. This this uh, season predictor. Early season predictor. Yeah, yeah. The the way too early season predictions. I I want to jump into it because right. this thing. Um, this thing is something. This is something special. It's going to be very entertaining. Um, it took a while for me to get it. Yeah, yeah, but you got it. We we got there. That's that's the big thing. That's the important thing. And and I'll I'll do mine first because I want to I want to you know I'll, I'll I'll give the layout here of, of how we're gonna gonna do this and we can just kind of roll with it how we're gonna roll with it. Okay. So we broke down we went on uh, playoffpredictors.com is is the website if you guys want to jump on there you can go ahead and pick your games week by week and and kind of go through your playoffs and you can select your bracket and and predict who exactly you think is going to win each game week over week go through your playoffs decide who's going to win the playoffs week over week all the way to the super bowl and you can select your your super bowl winner for the upcoming season and uh, it it's a pretty exciting little tool. It's it's uh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So we utilize this thing every year. We have utilized this, this same tool every year for the last several years. Um, we, uh, Tyler and I started it, and then we've since I've used it with Alex. Now I'm using it with Boots here. I'm using it with uh, uh, Alex is going to be on air next week, so he'll be b- delivering his. Playoff predictions, his Super Bowl predictions. So we get to laugh at him. Yeah, well, I, he's going to laugh at us. He's going to laugh at us, and that's okay. That's right. okay. Um, but you're going to see my my undying homerism. That's my fair warning. <laughs> yeah. At and in full full blown uh, um, in all its glory. So starting out with the AFC North. I'm going to start out with that because the AFC North is is an interesting division. It's a very powerful division if you look at it, but this season it's not going to be very powerful. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. It's not going to be powerful at all. There's going to be only one team out of the AFC North 
that is going to make the playoffs, and that is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the only team I've got making the playoffs. I have them going a whopping 16-1. and I have them dominating wow. that division. They're going to be 6-0 and in their division. They wow. will not lose in that division. They will dominate. Um, I don't – the way their division – or that their schedule falls, I just don't see a situation where Cincinnati loses a whole lot. Uh, the, there might be a couple upsets here and there. Um, realistically, you'll probably see them in the 13-game range, but that there's going to be a big dominant performance from the Cincinnati Bengals this year. It's just – the way it falls is is just scary. I don't see them losing a lot of games. I really don't. And if you look down just underneath them, barely missing the playoffs, they'll be the eighth seed is the Baltimore Ravens. Ten and seven. I've got them going four and two in the division. They're going to be the eighth seed. They'll be second in the division. I mean, Baltimore could squeak their way in. Don't sleep on Baltimore. But... I don't know. There's there's something about that Baltimore team that that I, I just really feel they're like on the back nine of this Lamar Jackson situation. Mm-hmm. I do think that Lamar got grossly, disgustingly overpaid. I just don't know that that he's going to be able to stay healthy for a full 17 game slate. I got questions about Baltimore. I got yeah. questions about how they're going to perform over the long term. I got questions about this. I I don't buy Baltimore anymore. Ten and seven. Four and two in the division. I see them missing. Uh, now in third place in that division, thirteenth uh, in the the thirteenth seed. I got the Cleveland Browns going five and twelve. Uh, one and five in the division. Mm-hmm. I think the Deshaun Watson situation is done. I think they're they're just eh, they're they're just done. Okay. They are. I, I think they're done. It, Deshaun Watson. I think after missing all those years of football, those was it two seasons worth of football? Yeah, just about. Yeah, I, I think. Three. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no coming back. There's no coming back. I think he he's done. I don't give a shit how many training camps this man has. He's done. He's done. Um, and you're going to talk about the 16th seed in this in this conference. Pittsburgh Steelers dead last. I, I have them at three and fourteen, one and five in their division. Mm. I don't believe in the Steelers. I, oh. I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. Um, I the Steelers they run into four really tough games against uh, both the Ravens and the Bengals. That's that's four of their losses right there. And then I mean their schedule is just tough, tough, tough all the way through. Yeah, the Steelers are going to have a rough go. I got them going three and fourteen and being dead last in their division. Um, they're going to have a really high draft pick. I, I'll promise you that. Ooh. Yeah, they're going to have a really high draft pick. Um, moving into the AFC West, looking at the number two seed in the AFC, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs, fifteen and two. They're going to go five and one in their division. Uh, you know, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's the interesting thing about this matchup. Um, I have this thing coming down to damn near the wire between them and the Chargers. I do think that them and the Chargers are going to be neck and neck in this division right to the bitter end. They're going to be just right there with each other. Okay. Um, because I got the Chargers right behind them at 13-4. and four. Both these guys are going to be 5-1 and one in their division. They're going to split their divisional matchups with each other. 
But <clears throat> at the end of the day, I do think the Chiefs wind up as the two seed, and the Chargers will make the playoffs as the six seed. They will be one and two in their division, though, uh, in the in the West. Uh, Chargers will be thirteen and four. Chiefs will be fifteen and two. Both those guys will be playoff teams. In third place, you're going to have the Broncos, eight and nine. They will be improved, but they're not going to be that improved. Sean Payton, I don't think, is the answer over there. I just think Russ Wilson is that bad. Um, eight and nine for them. They're going to go two and four in their division. They're going to be the ninth seed. Mm-hmm. I really, I don't believe in Sean Payton or his butthole looking mouth. I hate Sean Payton. <laughs> um, I've hated Sean Payton for the longest time, uh, and and I don't think he's the answer for them anyway. So I think they're going to wind up as the nine seed. And then in last in that division is the Raiders, four and thirteen. I think they go zero mm-hmm. and six in the division. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be the fourteenth seed. Look, I don't think McDaniel is the answer over there. I haven't thought he was the answer over there, and I don't think Jimmy G is the answer over there. I think they made a gross, disgusting mistake in getting rid of Derek Carr and accusing him of being the problem. Um, I don't think Derek Carr is the problem, and I think Jimmy G, look, I get it. You know, he knows the system over there. He knows the offensive coordinator from their time over there with with, uh, the Patriots. I get it. He knows the head coach, rather. But, but. I don't think Jimmy G's the answer, and I don't think he's going to get Devontae Adams anywhere near the numbers that Devontae Adams wants. Devontae Adams is going to be disgruntled, he's going to be unhappy, and Devontae Adams is going to struggle this year to get the numbers that we expect out of Devontae Adams. You're going to see his numbers drop. Um, the Raiders aren't going to be as good. I say 14 and three, or I'm sorry, four and 13 rather. They're going to struggle. They're going to be dead last in that division. They're going to be the 14th seed in the entire AFC. Uh, Moving on to the AFC East, taking the division Mm -hmm. will be the Aaron Rodgers-led New York Jets. 15-2. 5-1 in the division. They're going to be the three seed in the the AFC. Look, I, I know a lot of people after last year and after Aaron Rodgers fell off, we want to look and see, we're going to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers is nothing. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have it anymore. Aaron Rodgers is a bum. We saw what a change of scenery can do for a quarterback like Brett Favre. We, and Brett Favre, you remember Brett Favre left Green Bay and he went to the Jets and brought him to the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe in this. I, I, and as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers, as much as I, I think he's an asshole, we, we think Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. But Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. And I really do believe Aaron Rodgers going over to the New York Jets with true weapons. Garrett Wilson going over there with Alan Lazard. Going over there with the guys that he wants over there. And and this is a a team that is built to win as long as they have a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Whether or not anybody wants to admit it, he's a professional. This guy is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. So are we going to are we going to really discount Aaron Rodgers because he had a bad season with a Green Bay Packers team that wasn't giving him weapons for decades? I can't. I I legitimately cannot. I'm going to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go over there and he is going to set that world on fire. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be one, one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league this year. He's going to take the Jets to a whole different level. They're going to be the 3 seed, 5 and 1 in their division. 15 and 2, beating out the number two in that division, the Buffalo Bills, who will wind up mm-hmm. as the five seed in the AFC. 
the Bills, they'll go 13-4, and 4-2 four, four and two in the division. The Bills are going to have a very good year. They're going to be a wild card team, um, and, and you'll know why they're going to have a good year very shortly. But the Bills are going to be one of the best teams in football, and as usual, you're going to see Josh Allen, you're going to see Steph Diggs, and you're going to see that bad boy Dalton Kincaid doing what he does, and you're going to see what the Buffalo Bills are capable of at 13-4, and four, um, five seed. And then at number the seven seed, uh, in, in third in this division, you're going to see the Miami Dolphins. 11-6, and six, they're going to make the playoffs. 3-3 uh, three and three in the division. Tua Tungavailoa really gets his shot in the playoffs, really gets to show everybody what he's made of. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. I think that offense is just too damn good to not make the playoffs at this point, right? Am I am I missing something there? Mm. But you don't like you don't believe in this team? Mm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Seventh seed is what I think they're gonna wind up as. So the last seed in the AFC, but they're gonna wind up making the playoffs. So they're and I think that's interesting to say. Eleven and six is squeaking your way in in the AFC. That is very interesting yep. of you to say. Yep. And uh, the dead last team in the AFC East is going to be the New England Patriots. At 5-12, and 12, they're going to be 0-6 in their division. I don't think Mac Jones is the real deal. I think Mac Jones is a bum. Um, and and realistically, I, I just I haven't bought him for a while now. When they drafted him, it looked like he was going to prove us wrong in that first year. Year two, not so much. He doesn't have the arm strength. Um, we, he's shown he can't throw in high winds. Uh, we, we talked about it a little a little bit ago. He he can't throw a deep ball to Devontae Parker. I mean, it's it's a problem. It's yeah. a problem. And and Bill Belichick has had notoriously good defenses with offenses that can't get it done. And a lot of that stems from Mac Jones. I just don't really think that that the Patriots are going to be able to to sustain. This is going to be one of the worst years of the Belichick era this year. He's going five and twelve. Um, moving into the AFC South, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars division all year. This is going to be a 14-3 and Jacksonville Jaguars team, 5-1 and in the division, dominating. All, dominating. Dominating. All the other teams in this division I don't think are worth much, but you're going to see some improvement in a certain ways. You're going to see the Tennessee Titans be at 8-9. and nine. They're going to be the number two team in this in this division. They're going to wind up as the 10 seed. By the way, the Jacksonville Jaguars will make the playoffs as the four seed. But number 10 seed will be the Tennessee Titans, eight and nine. They'll be four and two in the division. The Titans will be tied with the Houston Texans at eight and nine. The Texans, however, will not be in second place due to the divisional problem. They will be three and three in the division. But they will see a massive improvement because of C.J. Stroud in this situation. I think C.J. Stroud is that good. I think Will Anderson is that good. I think you're going to see the Texans. Those draft picks, those two back-to-back draft picks are really going to pay off for them. They're technically going to be the 11th seed in the AFC, but they're going to see a massive improvement going from you know the worst team in the league to being the 11th seed in the AFC. That's a big jump for them. And being eight and nine, that's a big jump for them. So I want to I want to see what the Houston Texans uh, can do moving forward. And then uh, number fifteen seed, uh, just above your Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they're going to be four and thirteen. The Indianapolis Colts. I said it once, and I said it again. I don't buy your boy. I don't buy your boy, and I'm not going to buy him. I think he's going to struggle. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the Colts are going to struggle. They're going to be 0-6 in the division, 4-13. and They're going to be the 15 seed. Mm-hmm. Bad news for the Indianapolis Colts. They're going to be dead last in the division, and that's the AFC. Now, moving on to the NFC, NFC East, you were mad at me for this. You were mad at me for this. Yeah. The number one seed in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. Ain't no way in the world. <laughs> the number one seed in the NFC I'm will be the Dallas hold, Cowboys. I'm trying to hold my cool here, Scott. I, I know. I know. Number one seed in the NFC, Dallas Cowboys. I have them going 13-4, and 6-0 uh, and in the division. I believe that they are going to dominate this division. I don't think that the Eagles are going to repeat in the way that they did last year, losing all the coordinators they lost, losing the pieces that they lost. I think they, there's a lot. The bloom is off the rose with the Eagles here. And I do think that they, mm. they spent a lot of money on Jalen Hurts. I do think that Jalen Hurts is... He's sort of going to be done here. I, I think. I think Jalen Hurts is is going to have his his year or two in the sun, and then he's going to be hurt, and they're going to they're going to realize what a mistake they made. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think they're going to realize what a Lamar Jackson style mistake they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles will be second in the division. They'll be the fifth seed in the NFC. Twelve and five. They'll be four and two in the division. This is the Cowboys' division to lose here, though. I, I really do think they're going to dominate this division and dominate this conference for the, the regular season. Oh, they're going to lose it, all right. <laughs> and then the number three team, the third place, seventh seed in the uh, NFC will be the New York Giants. They're going to squeak their way into the playoffs at eight and nine, two and four in the division. Okay. I got the New York Football Giants barely making it in. And then the worst team in football, the Washington Commanders. 1-16, they're going to go 0-6 in the division. They are going to be dead last in the NFC East. They're going to be the worst team in football. They will be your number one overall draft pick moving into the 2025 season, 2024 season. Um, in the NFC North, sort of a surprise the way it panned out. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. But the way the schedule fell, I've got the Minnesota Vikings taking the division. Oh, re- crazy. I got the Vikings taking what? the division. Now listen. Now listen. No. The way it fell, I, I, I looked at this schedule, and the more and more it happened, as it, as it transpired, I, the Vikings wound up taking this division by one game, and the Vikings wind up with the number two seed in the NFC. They wind up going 13-4, and 5-1 and one in the division. Uh, the Vikings wind up with the same, basically the same record that they did last year. Uh, the Lions wind up twelve and five. They also go five and one in the division. The Vikings and Lions split the games, so they split games in this in this situation. Um, the Lions wind up as the sixth seed, uh, just behind the Eagles, who went twelve and five in their division, four and or twelve and five, four and two in their division. So I mean, and I believe the Eagles wind up holding the tiebreaker because they beat the Lions in the regular season. Um, but the Lions wind up as the sixth seed. They make their way into the playoffs as the sixth seed. Uh, in third place and fourth place in this division, both with the same record, third place is the Bears, fourth place is the Packers. Both teams go 4-13. and 13. Both teams are 1-5 in the division. And uh, the Bears are the 13 seed. The Packers are the 14 seed. They are just abysmal. I believe they're going to be abysmal. I don't like either one of those teams. They're hot garbage. 
Uh, Justin Fields is trash. Jordan Love is trash. I stand by that. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> um, moving into the NFC South, I have, and you and I both had a similar thing here, the New Orleans Saints having a hell of a year uh, with Derek Carr at the helm. 13-4 and four for the New Orleans Saints. I have them going 5-1 and one in the division with the three seed in the NFC. I can't believe I said that. Mm. But I, I, it blew my mind when I saw it, and then I said, wow, I, that's a thing. Um, so I have the Saints uh, going 13-4, and 5-1 in the division. Uh, they'll have the three seed in the NFC. And then in the rest of the division, just bad. Uh, I have the Panthers, 5-12, and 12, going 3-3 three and three in the division. They'll be the eight seed. The Falcons going 5-12 and 12 in the division. They're in third place. They'll Ooh. be 3-3 they'll, they'll three and three in the division. They're the nine seed, the Falcons. And then 15th in the NFC, dead last in that division, will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus Tom Brady, 2-15. Uh, and 15. They're 1-5 in the division. So the Buccaneers wind up dead last in the NFC South. And then moving on to the NFC West. I believe that the Seattle Seahawks are going to have themselves a hell of a year in the West. Uh, Thirteen and four, they're going to go six and zero in their division. I, I just think that that division is going to be bad outside of the Seahawks. Mm. Seahawks are going to wind up with the four seed in the NFC. <clears throat> they're going to be thirteen and four, six and zero in their division. Um, behind them, however, Arizona Cardinals will be five and twelve. They'll be two and four in their division. The ten seed in the NFC. Uh, the 11th seed in the NFC will be the San Francisco 49ers. They'll be 5-12, and 2-4 and four in their division. And the 12th seed in the, uh, in the West there, or in the NFC, will be the Rams. Dead last in the West, 5-12, 2-4. I have the Niners taking a plummet here because I don't trust their quarterback situation. And <clears throat> I have a problem with this quarterback situation. I don't know... People are, are talking about all these different quarterbacks and who's going to start and is it going to be Josh Johnson and is it going to, you know, is is Mr. Irrelevant going to be back? And who? Somebody tell me who the fuck the quarterback's going to be because nobody knows. Well, right now it's Sam Darnold, I guess. Yeah, and it's, if it's Sam Darnold, it's going to be awful. Sam Darnold is terrible. And I'm supposed to believe in the 49ers if it's Sam Darnold? Maybe. I couldn't even barely believe in him if it was Brock Purdy, let, let alone Sam Darnold. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, I mean, like, I can't believe in the Niners. So I'm, I'm struggling with that. I am. I really am. Okay. Now, <clears throat> with the playoff picture the way it is, I had, uh, um, I had this laid out. So in the wild card round, here's, here's how the wild card round shakes out. Well, here's how it all kind of shakes out. You got... The Bengals get the first round by. The Cowboys get the first round by. In the wild card round, you got Jags and Bills. You got Chiefs and Dolphins. And you got Jets and Chargers on the AFC side. I have Bills beating Jags. I have Chiefs beating Dolphins. And I have Jets beating Chargers. So there's that. And then on the NFC side, you've got Saints and Lions. You have Vikings and Giants, and you have Seahawks and Eagles. I have the Lions beating the Saints. I have the Vikings beating the Giants, and I have the Seahawks beating the Eagles. So, I know, and, and it's interesting to say that. I think that the Eagles, and, and 
hear me out here when it comes to the Eagles. Lost their coordinator, but I also want everybody to look at those teams that those that Eagles defense took last year. I didn't realize it until after the fact. That Eagles defense took on a bunch of really weak offenses last year, and I didn't even realize it until the end. And then I went, oh, that's why they struggled so hard against the Chiefs. That's why they couldn't stop the Chiefs at all. Not to mention it is Patrick Mahomes, but let's just face the facts. They took on a really, really bad set of offenses all last year. They couldn't get it done. So that, I thought that was kind of interesting. So we have that going on. So, And I also think the Vikings, they all underperformed against the Giants. I do think the Vikings are going to be improved this year with Brian Flores at the helm. I do think that's going to be a thing. And I do think they're going to be in, uh, improved with Jordan Addison over, over Adam Thielen. The Vikings have made some improvements. So I do think the Vikings will be improved. I don't think the Giants improved as much as a lot of people believe that they did. And they overpaid for Daniel Jones. Uh, let's just face that fact. Saquon's unhappy with his contract situation. And then I also think that the Lions, looking at their situation with the Saints, uh, you know, I think the Lions are much improved. I don't think the Saints are as improved as the Lions. Let's just face the facts. The Lions are going to be a good team this year, whether anybody wants to believe it or not. I believe they're going to be a good team. Just because I don't have a winning division doesn't mean I don't believe in the Detroit Lions, and you'll find out why here in a second. But moving into the divisional round, the Bills and the Bengals, the huge rematch. The the Bengals kicked the ever-living shit out of the, the Bills last year in the divisional round. We got to see it this year the other way around. The Bills will beat the Bengals this year. I got the Bills going into the AFC title game. And Aaron Rodgers and the Jets finally meet their maker. Patrick Mahomes takes out Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, moves in the AFC title game. We get the epic rematch, Bills and Chiefs, the, the rematch that we've all wanted to see and we have been seeing year over year over year over year. We get to see it again, AFC title game, the showdown. Moving into the NFC, you get Cowboys and Lions. In the divisional round, Lions beat the Cowboys. The number one seed Cowboys get defeated by the number six seed Detroit Lions. The number two seed Minnesota Vikings defeat the number four seed Seattle Seahawks. The Vikings at this point have exercised not one but two demons, mm. if you look at it. The Vikings have exercised the demon of last year's New York Giants. They have exercised the demon of the Blair Walsh kick from the Seattle Seahawks. They have exercised uh. those demons. The Vikings are in the NFC title game against a division rival in the Detroit Lions. And moving into the conference round, so in the AFC, the Bills versus the Chiefs. I've got the Bills defeating the Chiefs here. Finally, Josh Allen gets his just due, moves into the Super Bowl, and then <clears throat> in a showdown of epic proportions, and I think this is going to be an epic proportions type situation, and I'm going to go one step further. You ready for this? Uh, one I, step I, further. I don't know. I'm 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 still lost about the Cowboys thing. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one step further. Here okay. we go. Not only will the Vikings Lions game in the NFC title game be an epic showdown, but the Minnesota Vikings will win with a last second field goal. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. And they will avenge the Gary Anderson. <laughs> The Vikings go to the Super Bowl against the Bills. However, however, that's where that's where it all ends. The Vikings go to the Super Bowl and they lose to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills get their first Super Bowl and uh, ride off into the sunset, circling the wagons. 
the Buffalo Bills will be the Super Bowl champions this year. That's who I've got. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So mm. that is my my predictions mm. for this season. The Buffalo mm. Bills mm. being your Super Bowl champions. The Vikings will be the NFC titles. Will win the NFC title game. Well, I gotta ask you, how's uh, how's Bart? How's Lisa? How's <laughs> How's the family doing? Now, now listen. Now listen. I've looked at some of yours. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm convinced that the NFL has already sent you a text message for a drug test. <laughs> okay. Now, let me give me this rundown here. Give all me right. This. All right. See, here, here's the thing. It, we don't we don't differ all that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not not all that much. All right. Where where did where do we start here? Let's just go ahead and start at the top of the page. AFC East. Let's get it going. Okay, at the top of the division, getting the number one seed in the AFC, I do have the Buffalo Bills. That's fair. Circling the wagons, as you say, going 14-3. and three. That's fair. Overall, 5-1 and one in the division. Yeah, I okay. had them 13-4. and four. That's fair. Yeah, I, I believe uh, they're going to continue. They're going to run the ball a little bit more. And like we were saying earlier, if, if Dalvin Cook joins the team, that's just going to help, you know, even uh, even better help for that. Uh, James Cook producing a little bit more. There's a name on offense. Keep an ear out for Khalil Shakir, wide receiver. Yep. I'm very I'm very intrigued by his uh, process of, of getting into the second year uh, of being a pro receiver mm. at this level. Uh, Gabe Davis, eh, the jury's still out. All right. Yeah, big so, time. Yeah. <laughs> Winning the division, uh, number one is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Then we go to the uh, New York Football Giants, second place in the division at nine and eight. Excuse me, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Excuse me. Don't come after me. <laughs> the, how dare he say, yeah, Giant? Yeah, you share the same stadium. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> and it's just changed the jerseys. Anyway, let's go with the Jets. Here at nine and eight, three and three in the division, I do not believe in Aaron Rodgers the same way that you do. No, I believe that uh, Rodgers, he's had his moment, mm-hmm. and when he had his opportunity at home against the ba- the Buccaneers, at home against the Rams, at home against the 49ers in the last three four years, he didn't get it done. That's fair, right? When he had the ball in. At his home stadium, he had the ball last. Go get us the win. This is the time where we need our elite level quarterbacking. Right. Right. So you got to go get the job done. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That, that's the nature of the business. That's fair. Okay. You get more blame in the loss. You get more credit in the win. But you put on that jersey. You grab the ball. You're the leader of the team. You're the guy. It falls on you at the end of the game. Yep. So. Uh, so they, they, they end up with the ninth seed overall. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But they do miss the playoffs. Uh, third place in the division. Let's go Dolphin Dave. Let's go Miami Dolphins. They end up six and 11, one and five on the season. All of this hinges on the health of Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not a guy that's going to predict an injury for anybody, but what I will say is it doesn't look good for the Miami Dolphins if Tua has any residual effects, if he gets taken down awkwardly and and, and, and hits his head at, at some point, he it may happen again. 
right? Yep. So I'm a little trepidation. There's a little trepidation on my part. Yeah, we don't um, want him throwing up gang signs on Monday Night Football. Right? Yeah. Yep. It's terrible, man. And so I, I look I look at the Dolphins, and I, I don't see vast improvement in the offensive line. I don't see vast improvement in the backfield to where if you do have a lead late in the game, can you salt it away with the run? Can you churn clock? And I don't I don't see the uh, the running backs that can do that for the Dolphins. Right. The defense will be excellent with uh, Vic Fangio and coming over as D coordinator and, and Jalen Ramsey being in the corner, but I don't see uh, I I don't see heavy pressure from the defensive line also. That's kind of a, a question mark there yeah. to try to control the line of scrimmage and control clock. So that's where I've got the Dolphins. And then the last – and they're uh, ending up 12th uh, speed. But last place in the division, you're looking at the Patriots going 5-12, and 3-3 and three in the division. Bill Belichick hadn't lost it, but it's, it's going. Um, Bill O'Brien coming in as the offensive coordinator is a huge help for Mac Jones and his development at the quarterback spot because they stunted his development last year with yep. Matt Patricia. Uh, this is, you know, going back in the opposite, in more positive direction, but it's going to take a little time. I don't see the uh, big-time weapons. Yeah. I mean, Tyquan Thornton as, as a receiver, he intrigues me. Because he's very good, he's put on some so a little bit more weight, and he's a guy that can go get it. Uh, but losing the possession receivers that they did have in uh, Jacoby Myers, that that's going to be a little bit of a loss. But I, again, the Patriots' defense will be fine, but the offense just not quite there. Yeah, they're going to struggle. Yeah. They're going to struggle. So they're last in the division. All right, let's go AFC West. Winning the division. With the number two overall seed, it's gonna. It might surprise you. Oh, really? I'm going with the L.A. Chargers. Really? Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator coming over. <clears throat> they're gonna score a lot more points, and it, it, as if they haven't scored in the last few, they're gonna be a difficult team to play against, especially if they've got a lead. They've still got all the pieces from a pretty good team last year, mm -hmm. and I see them getting the uh, second seed, thirteen and four. Overall, five and one in the division. Okay, that's where I see the Chargers. I'm surprised. You know, just uh, not to cut you off. I I, mm -hmm. I love the Kellen Moore offensive coordinator situation yeah. over there. I'm actually going to say go as far as if this goes south early, Kellen Moore. If they don't win the division, I could see actually Kellen Moore picking up as the offense or as like the head coach of that situation. The interim, they fire Brandon Staley. Yeah, yeah, and and I could actually see them still making the playoffs yeah. if he winds up as the head coach over there I and slipping their way in, right. much much like we saw with the Raiders last year or, yeah. or a couple years ago when when they had uh, I forget his name the the special teams coordinator took over and they yeah, made the Dennis playoffs. Allen. Yeah, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't Dennis Allen. No, it was Rich. Uh, oh. It's I, I forget his last name, but they 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 had him come in though. Their special teams coordinator, and it's gonna and yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. But he continue. ended up going to the Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, second place in the division, getting the sixth seed, would be defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Here's why: you're losing offensive coordinator Rich Bisaccia. Bisaccia. Yeah, that's the guy. that's it. You you lose. Uh, 
Eric Eric as OC. Mm-hmm. So you got to replace that. They also lost Chad Henney as the backup QB as he's uh off off in the sunset retiring. Here's the right. thing. I've said this before. You're only as good as your backup quarterback. Now, didn't they pick up a different backup quarterback? I thought they did. They've got uh, Shane Bouchelle, uh, former University of Texas uh, standout, but I just can't see him replacing the veteran presence and what Chad Henney was able to do in multiple games where Mahomes missed. Not only did Chad Henney guide the offense, but they produced and continue to produce with him at, at the quarterback position. In playoff scenarios, he won. He helped to was a major force in them winning those playoff games in multiple seasons. Yep, that Mahomes missed those games. So losing Chad Henney, that's an underappreciated loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, but I still see them getting uh, getting into the playoffs. Twelve and twelve and five, three and three in the division. All right. Next up, third place, you got the Denver Broncos. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Payton resurgence, Russell Wilson resurgence. I think it's going to get a, a bunch of energy early, right? And then they're kind of going, kind of going to a little bit of a lull, then a downward downturn, and then maybe up towards the end. But I got them going nine and eight, two and four in the division. Of course, they missed the playoffs, but I. I I think you had them eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. So I got them nine and eight, and eleventh uh, seed, and last <laughs> calling of <up> the division. <laughs> lastly, you've got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, again, terrible decision getting rid of Derek Carr. Terrible decision getting rid of the coach that they had in uh, Rich Passaccia. Because that team rallied around him, that team rallied around that quarterback, and Josh McDaniels making a whole bunch of different, whole bunch of bad moves mm-hmm. all at the same time. Jimmy Garoppolo, not calling him Jimmy G, he ain't earned a nickname back. What, what the Raiders front office managed to do was to trade for a guy who still has not cleared physical protocol. Yep. Who still isn't? It, he had an injury. He's not cleared to compete. So now, what, what have you done? You've you've set your franchise back for the season, weeks and if not, not months. And not only that, you picked up a guy who who is less of a quarterback than you had. Yeah, you downgraded. You downgraded, and there's no backup. Jared Stidham was the backup. He's elsewhere. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. So now you don't even have the guy who was backing up the guy that you got rid of. So now you don't have the guy, you don't have the backup. You bring in a new quarterback. He's not ready to compete. Devontae Adams, he's still going to see a ton of targets, but he's not going to get the he's not going to get those stats and Devontae Adams must be looking at himself like or looking around like here we go. Why did I come here? Right? Yeah, why did I why did I move over here? Right? So but that's where I got the uh the the uh the Raiders 4 and 13, 2 and 4 in the division. All right, AFC North time. Stand up, Cincinnati Bengals. I hate your chili, but <laughs> skyline chili, oh, disgusting, so gross. All right, number three seed, Cincinnati Bengals, going thirteen and four, four and two in the division. Mm-hmm. The AFC North is quietly one of the better divisions in football. 
We'll illustrate it here. Second place in the division, you've got the Cincinnati Bengals, or excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa. Yeah, with a five seed. Yeah, they're going 13 and four. What? I really like what I saw from Kenny Pickett towards the end of the oh. season. I really like what I saw from da- the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I made my heart skip a beat. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Harris at, 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 at the running back spot, he's doing work. Uh, George Pickens. At the receiver position, he's gonna he's gonna come into his own second year in the system. Deontay Johnson, he's gonna do well. I really like the defensive uh, pieces that they added. Really like the draft that the Steelers had. They nailed that. The offense coordinator is still Matt Canada. He's still the same. There's consistency with the Steelers. It gives you a sense of security that no one's losing their job and everybody's playing for the same goal. I really like the Pittsburgh Steelers. To get into the playoffs with that five seed, thirteen and four, four and two in the division. All right, third place in the division, making the playoffs, the Cleveland Browns. What? What are yeah. we doing? Oh yeah, yeah. Ten, oh. ten and is that, seven. Is that your phone going off? <laughs> ten and seven, two and four in the division. Yeah, that, yeah. They're, they're calling. They're, they're delivering the cup here. <laughs> That's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, we're going right to where you are. <laughs> You don't get the pass. Go. You don't collect. Oh, We're coming right to yeah, you. Golly. In this cup right now. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I must be on something. I Woo. see the the Browns. Look at that Browns defensive line, right? Yeah. You're looking at Miles Garrett. You're looking at these guys who are who are accustomed to getting into the backfield. Z'Darrius Smith. Z'Darrius Smith yep. getting over there. So you're looking at a strong defense. You've got a Nick Chubb at the running back spot. Backing him up, you got Jerome Ford. You always got to go with a guy named Jerome. And you've got Deshaun Watson, who I he started coming on towards the end of the season, right? A little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. Now they've got uh, the wide receiver from the Jets uh, come over. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. It, I, it, I'll it, find his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. New, they got new pieces in place. But the same structure, right? So, again, I see the Browns playing strong defense, running the football effectively. Deshaun Watson's going to throw the ball. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yep, that's and he's going he's gonna to be ready to uh, to prove himself again. So, I see the Browns 10-7, 2-4 in the division. Three teams out of AFC North make the playoffs. The Ravens round out. And this division. Before we move off of, of the Browns, let's also not forget the the quality of a receiver last year that Amari Cooper was. Yeah, Amari Cooper was incredible last year, and yeah. it really flew under the radar. Um, from from a, a statistical standpoint, Amari Cooper was one of the better receivers in the league last year, and yeah. and I think it was sort of overlooked because he was playing for such a bad team. Yep. with the Cleveland Browns, but he was one of the better players in the league last year. Oh, yeah. And and a lot of people were like... Surprised a lot of people. Yeah, quite, a lot of people were very quiet on him. A lot of people overlooked him. Amari Cooper was special last year for that team. Uh, no matter who was at the quarterback position, it seemed like he was always putting up numbers, always scoring touchdowns. He played really well, and I think a big thing for Amari Cooper is, will he be healthy for the Browns? If he's healthy for the Browns, especially a combination of him and Elijah Moore... Yeah. that team could see a really special thing going on there uh, at the receiver position. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. David Njoku at the tight end spot yep. making strides, although Watson doesn't really throw to the tight end all that much, but we'll see what happens. 
All right, and rounding out that division with the uh, eighth <clears throat> seed, but they missed the playoffs. Baltimore Ravens, ten and seven, two and four in the division. As much as I like Lamar Jackson, from a, I don't know him as a person, but just from the outside looking in, seems like a very good guy to to, to be around and know and, and and all that. Beyond that, here's the thing: I've seen Lamar Jackson. I don't like him. Single-handedly win you a game, and I've seen him single-handedly lose you the game. Yeah. Terrible turnover at the end of the game. I've seen it multiple times. I saw it last year when the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and the New England Patriots, right, all three losses, right, where Lamar had the ball at the end of the game where – Excuse me, not the Patriots, the Jets, where it was Lamar having to win the game for his team, like we were talking about earlier with the right. with Aaron Rodgers. You got the ball at the end of the game, brother. You got to deliver. Yeah. You know, they lost the lead against the Dolphins. Lamar's got the ball at the end of the game. They lose it. Had a lead against the Bills. Bills come back. Now we got the – here it is, Lamar, we need you. Game on the line. Didn't get it done. Same thing with the Jets. Didn't get it done. So – I don't see – I see progress, but, again, you've got a new offensive coordinator. It's going to be a new offense. you got uh, OBJ, you know, coming in. You know, how many targets is he going to take away from Mark Andrews? Sure, Mark Andrews is going to get his, but, you know, how the targets are going to be distributed. you got Zay Flowers at the, at the rookie spot. The defense will always be tough, but I just don't – in the running back position, again, that's a little bit of a question mark for me. With uh, J.K. Dobbins coming off of a, you know, the second year after a knee surgery return year, so I also have questions about Lamar's attitude. To be honest with you, I I have a lot of questions about you know last year in a playoff game. Did he quit? I th- I felt like he quit on the team, and a lot of people are saying are saying, oh no, he was hurt, he was hurt, or he was sick, or whatever. I I don't know. Yeah. The, that man quit on his team, and he was mad because he didn't get his contract, and he acted like a petulant child in a situation. As far as I'm concerned. And, see, it, it seems like it. I can, yeah. I, I can, I can see where somebody could could see that. Yeah. <clears throat> and and suddenly in the middle of contract negotiations, you don't want to play ball, and and you hung your team out to dry because the uh, to me the Baltimore Ravens, with how bad the the, the Cincinnati Bengals played in that game, the Ravens would have won that game yeah. with, you know, Lamar Jackson on the field. And because and because uh, Tyler Huntley decided to keep the ball instead of yep. you know handing it to. Uh, to uh, J.K. Dobbins, mm-hmm. poor decision by Tyler. Well, I think I'm, I'm going to jump five, five yards and see <laughs> if I can get this. Uh, no, no. So yeah, I, b- I believe that the Ravens probably would have won that game if if Lamar had been at the quarterback spot. Yep. Yeah. All right. And lastly, in AFC South, right? Number four seed, winning the division. You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They took great strides. Last season with Doug Peterson at the court at the uh, head coaching spot, taking over for the disgraced Urban Meyer, <laughs> and then bringing uh, Trevor Lawrence along beautifully as as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think this ascend only increases with towards the end of the year. I think Calvin Ridley being an addition 
it will pay off huge in the second half of the season. Maybe not so much in the first half, but in the second half of the year, I think Jaguars offense is going to take off. Yeah. And it's going to uh, lead them to uh, sort of the promised land. But yeah, 12 and 5, 5 and 1 in the division. Jaguars go away with it. Uh, second place in the division, got the Tennessee Titans going 9 and 8. I think you had them yeah, 8, eight and 9. Yeah, 8 9. Yep. Yeah. 4 and 2 in the division. That. Uh, they're going to run the ball. They're going to, you know, play close games. The division itself is a little weak, so it's going to give them a bit of an edge. I I like the defense. I like them controlling the games and controlling, you know, time of possession. So nine and eight seems seems about right. Yeah, and about half of their wins come from the division, so I could yeah. see it. Yeah. Now question marks at the quarterback position <clears throat> with uh, Tannehill. With Ryan Tannehill, and then. They drafted Will Levis, but they also have Malik Willis, whom they drafted two years ago. And, you know, is he ready to take a, a huge step forward? Because he wasn't ready at all last season. So th- there's so there's a, a lot going on. Get ready for Will Levis. Yeah, I think so? Mm-hmm. All right. Third place in the division going 6-11, and 2-4 and four in the division. You've got the Anthony Richardson-led Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Get a thirteen. <laughs> He's gonna be the run game is gonna start with him. Ugh. You're looking at you got from from what Greg Cosell said. You're probably looking at what the Philadelphia Eagles were, not last year but two years ago with Jalen Hurts. Yuck. And that offense moved the ball. They ran efficiently. The running game started with the quarterback, and then they went play action. And I think they've got all the tools necessary for Anthony Richardson to be successful. Now, losing those defensive players mm-hmm. for that gambling, that's probably going to lead to this 6-11 and 11 record that they're going to have. Yeah, I also think that that if if the Colts, and, and it's not to say that they can't win with Anthony Richardson, if they can change his fundamentals, if they can fix his fundamentals, if they can fix those things, the, the hip movements, the foot movements, the, the you know, he's got all the arm strength in the world. The all guy's got strength. it. He yeah. makes proper reads. He's just, the the issues I have with him are all mechanical. And and that's, the, the throws are, as, as Alex says, as Jim Ross says, bowling shoe ugly. And and that's that's kind of like where we get there. You know, the guy he throws just bullets as he's darts and I see yeah. him and I'm like, "Wow, what a cannon." And I think yeah. everybody gets enamored by the fact that he's got such a big arm. But then we look at at like it, accuracy that gets affected by these mechanics and that's where I have such an issue with Anthony Richardson. If they can fix those mechanics for him, the Colts win football games. Yeah, and I think they have the capability of doing that. I think Shane Steichen has the ability to do that. It's just a question of how quickly is he going to be able to fix those mechanics? And he's going to have to be able to take take a look. Every ball doesn't need to be ninety miles per hour. Yes. Right? Yep. You know, going to have to change, put a touch on it. Change up. Put some touch. Put some pace. You know, feather some of the throws. They don't all need to be bullets. And if you remember, right. for a while, that was a problem for a guy named Matt Stafford for a long time. Yeah. You know, that was a problem for him. Everything was yeah. a fastball. Yeah. You know, and and you have to be able to change that. If the Colts can do that, the Colts will win football games with him. Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to be throwing the ball as hard as you can in any NFL game. Right. You know, multiple quarterbacks have come out and said this. You you rarely throw the ball as hard as you can on any given throw. Yeah. It's it's rare. Yep. So so you need control, and you need touch, and you need uh, pace. Mm-hmm. 
And all three of those things reside with the quarterback who's in Houston mm-hmm. by the name of C.J. Stroud, and he leads the Houston Texans to 3-14. and 14 Oof. With a 1-5 and five record. I, I understand what they did, and they got two of the two of the best players in the uh, in the entire draft, but there's a lot to be desired in Houston. Mm-hmm. Still, you know the the structure of the offense is strong. I really want to see what John Mechie uh, brings back. You know, as he kicks cancer in the ass and, and gets back on the field. Congratulations. Yep. But I also you you missed a year of football yeah. or so. So you know we're going to see what what that looks like. But I I do like C.J. Stroud's talent. I just everything else around around Houston is going to need a little bit more work. I think offensively, Houston has a lot of good skill position players over there that are are fun to look at. Yeah. If if you look at it like uh, Robert Woods, he's exciting. I wish they would have maintained Brandon Cooks. They didn't, but but you know you still got Robert Woods, who's still really talented. Yeah. You're looking at Damian he's a veteran, yep, right? Damian Pierce, who really they're run the ball. They, they love running the football over there. They're going to love running, especially with new head coaches and whatnot. They're going to love to run the football. They have a good offensive line. You got Stroud, who loves to throw the football effectively. He's got a good arm. He's very accurate. He reminds me of a Brett Favre, the way he throws in these tight windows and just yep. says, "Eh, fuck it, let's take a shot on it." The guy that I think people are sleeping on, that's turning into, by all reports, is turning into the. Uh, favorite receiver for C.J. Stroud is Nico Collins. And and yeah. Nico Collins could end up being, and he's a, a sure-handed pass catcher, and he's a big-bodied guy. He reminds me a lot of Eric Decker. If he winds up performing anywhere near the talent of Eric Decker, you could have a really solid receiving core over there. Okay. It's why I think that, that uh, and, and especially with having D'Amico Ryans over there as a uh, head coach who's a defensive coordinator, who's a defensive mind, it's why I'm just kind of big on Houston improving in a way. I could see both directions. I could see them improving the way that I said. I could see them still sitting in the bottom of the barrel, like you said. Yeah. You know, Will Anderson being his guy, Will Anderson being that pass rusher, we know how D'Amico Ryans loves his pass rushers. Yeah. And we know how he loves to run a defense with that big, nasty front seven that just pounds quarterbacks all day long. Doesn't need super great corners at all. Just loves to beat the shit out of quarterback and yeah. say, you know, apply pressure all day. So I could see it going either way. If he takes another couple of years, fuck it, he takes a couple another couple of years, right? But I could see it sitting at three and fourteen too. I mean, it yeah. could be what it is. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Dead last in the division, sixteen seed, Houston Texans. Dead last in the conference and in the conference. Let's Oof. go across to let's go across the street to the uh, to the NFC. All right, we'll start with the NFC East. We're looking at the number one seed in the NFC. Again, the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. 15-2. and two. <laughs> That's very remarkable in, season. In spite of all of the, the coordinator losses and everything? I, can, I, I know where you're coming from with that, and that's a huge key for me, but everything else is the same, right? They've got... A lot of the same players. They they didn't turn over their roster nearly as as much as some of the other teams. Did they lose a couple of pieces here and there? Sure, but they sure those pieces up with guys that they already had on the roster mm-hmm. in previous drafts. So it's like okay, sink or swim now. Yeah, right. So even though they lose the offensive coordinator, I think the offense will stay pretty much the same. They lose a defense coordinator, but the defense will pretty much stay the same, but you still have the same players. You're still going to bring in that same level of 
and they want to get back. Right. Right. I don't see I don't see the, the hangover hitting the uh hitting the Eagles like it's hit some other teams in the last few years. Right. But five and one in the division, I got the Eagles. Second place in the division, the New York football giants. With the sixth seed <clears throat> going eleven and six. It's surprising to me. On the season because Brian Dable had that team playing better than expected last season. And they got themselves into the playoffs. Yeah, there's a little bit of an issue with Saquon Barkley and his contract. I think that's going to get taken care of. And even if it doesn't, they've got the bones and the structure in place to continue the ascension that they started last season. The losses versus gains is kind of what gets me. Is They, they lost a lot this offseason, and they didn't gain a lot this offseason. Does that make sense? They, they lost uh, some key players and they didn't fill those spots with anything to really write home about. And that's what I always kind of said. I love Brian Dable. I think I think he's a great, great head coach, and I think he's he's a great offensive mind. I think yeah. their offense, for the most part, maintained everything. Yeah. Uh, defensively is where I'm going. Well, they brought in, uh, they drafted Jacorian Bennett mm. at, at, at the corner spot. Right. Long, fast corner. And he is adept at playing that man-to-man. I think Wink Martindale at D coordinator, he needs that man-to-man safety because he's going to bring some pressure. Right, he's going to blitz. And, and let's not forget Kayvon Thibodeau. You're going to have to block him at defensive end because he made a lot of people look foolish on the offensive line last year, especially late. Yeah. yeah. So here we so here we go again. You're going to have to deal with Kayvon Thibodeau. I think the defense will will carry. A, I think the defense will be better than it was last season. Sure. So that's why I've got the Giants at the uh, secondary, second in the division, making the playoffs. 11-6, 5-1 in the division. Third place, how about them Cowboys? I'm blown away by Going this. Going 4-13. I am blown away by this. How do you have the Cowboys going 4-13? and 2-4 and four in the division because I don't see Brian Schottenheimer coming in at, at offensive coordinator. One of the complaints from... <laughs> from from the coaching staff uh, or head coach uh, Mike McCarthy was for Kellen Moore, who's who's now with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. We scored too many points too fast, huh? And what what world and what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> you scored too fast, huh? Don't you want to score points? Don't you? I think that's that's what you're supposed to do. You got to yeah. score points to win the game. Yeah, right. So. That philosophy, okay, we're going to slow it down. We're going to play run run game, ball control, but you don't have the personnel at the running back spot to play that way. Unless you bring Ezekiel all the way back. Unless you bring Ezekiel back. And even if you do, now the the you're not you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? The Cowboy fans are going to expect a high-flying offense. They've scored. They scored second to only to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And so now you're going to take that away, and you don't have the positional, the running backs. We'll just say to handle that type of a, a load all the way through the game and to close out games. They don't have the personnel to do that. I agree. The defense is still going to be spectacular. The defense is going to be very, still very good. They were one of the best in football last year. Yeah, and even the year before that. Yep. However, the offense is going to hold them back. Mm. I think the offense holds them back, and I think Prescott, as 
as nice of a guy as everyone said, look, this ain't personal, bro. <laughs> You're just not the dude right now. Wow. I don't, wow. I don't see it. Too I old. mean, C.D. Lamb is going to be, he's going to be great. I just don't see any. Just, just a four and twelve. Though? Yeah, man. four and twelve. Man, I, I think it's gonna fall off hard. Yikes! I I do, I do. Yikes! And then finally closing out that division, the Washington Commanders at two and fifteen, zero and six in the division. See that I could see because I I don't think they have a quarterback that can handle the just the the spotlight there. I don't. I mean. You had Taylor Heineke. I mean, I you were very middle of the road with Taylor Heineke, but if you you know like, I don't know. I I, I just I don't see it. I think Ron Rivera has kind of lost his way here. You yeah. you you had an opportunity to go pick up your guy. You didn't go pick up your guy. Yeah. I I just I don't get it. I don't I don't get what they're doing. Sam Howell is good. Yep. I thought Sam Howell but. would have been good a few years ago. You if you picked him up early in the draft, and then you had the time to develop him behind somebody. If you sat him behind somebody and you were developing him properly, but they hadn't been developing him properly. No. And and that's, yeah, I could see them being 2-14 and in this this situation. I mean, I want Sam Howell to be good. I really do. Yeah. But I I don't see it. I mean, and you're going to have a little bit of a competition because you've got Jacoby Brissett. Who you know doesn't want to give up a starting spot in the NFL? So you got a QB competition. You've got a sale that's you know mixing up the the organization. So there's a lot of upheaval and a lot of changes in the organization. You know throughout. Yep. There's the Chase Young situation with with his deal. Are they going to get rid of him? They're going to keep him. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And I and I sat on this show. Yeah. Saying that I thought Sam Howell could be you know a guy. I thought I said I think Sam Howell could be a dude. Yeah, but he's but, tough. He's a good runner. But the problem for Sam Howell is is the lack of developmental time and the yeah. the lack of time to to be able to properly sit behind somebody and and learn. And and Sam Howell, he he had all those guys at North Carolina with him that all went to the draft, and then he got left there by himself. And you saw, okay, he still needs some developmental time. Yeah, and and he's not going to get developmental time in a place like Washington the way it's currently composed. Right. Yep. So. So there's that, and there's thir- their 13th. Now, on to the NFC West. You're looking at number two overall seed. You're looking at the Seattle Seahawks winning that division. 14-3, and 5-1 and one in the division. I'm surprised they're a number two seed. I'm, I'm amazed that the Seahawks, you have them going as high as they, they are. I'm, I'm not surprised by them winning the division, mm-hmm. but having them as high as the number two seed is what gets me. Yeah, because again, Geno Smith made very, very good strides as the starter. Surprising strides. Mm-hmm. I remember after the third week, I told a guy, I said, "Ask Geno Smith," you know. And then they beat the Lions. I think it was the third week, and I and I, and then I started paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right after they after the Seahawks beat the Lions, I started paying attention to Geno Smith, and I stopped saying, "Eh, it's Geno Smith," and I started saying. That's Geno Smith. He's doing work. Yep. And he did all season long. And the only time he looked bad to me was in the playoffs against the 49ers. That was the only game where I saw where he looked actually bad. And I think that he'll continue. You've got DK Metcalf on the outside at receiver. You got Tyler Lockett at the receiver spot. They drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba at the receiver spot. 
They started two rookie tackles last year in, in Charles Cross and uh, Abra- and uh, Abraham uh, at, at the tackle spots. Mm-hmm. Two, two rookies who held up pretty well throughout the year. And now they've gotten a, another year. Now they've gotten that year under their belt. They're going to be ready to go. The defense still looks good. Um, they drafted uh, Devin, uh, uh, the kid out of Illinois. Witherspoon. Witherspoon. They drafted him, so you're looking at a very good secondary still. And they didn't have a bad secondary either. No. So they strengthened their secondary. They're still going to run the ball. They drafted Zach Charbonnet to help Kenneth Walker the third. Yep. So I'm you're looking at a, a you're still looking at a very good team. Yeah. And, and the Seahawks will win that division. Second place in the division, going nine and eight, five and one in the division, getting that seven seed is the San Francisco 49ers. The only way I see this happening, them getting in, and I could see them being a middle of the road nine and eight type situation, but that defense is going to have to do like major work. That's and and that's the thing they've got one of the best. Probably the best linebacker in the game, yep. in in uh, Fred Warner. But they've got a sh- super strong defensive line. The secondary, it, the secondary was okay last year, so that could be you know their Achilles heel mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But the offensive line is still very good. The run game is excellent, and the quarterback situation. I know there's a bit of a revolving door, is as you put it earlier, or you know who's going to be the guy. Sam Darnold, while Sam Darnold is good when he has the right pieces around him. When he came into the league, going to the Jets, they did not protect him with any with any quality offensive linemen, and he was getting ripped apart every single week. Right? He then Darnold goes to the Panthers. What happens there? You've got a suspect offensive line, mm-hmm. and he's getting ripped apart every week. Right. Right? So maybe if you protect your franchise QB, you might have been all right, New York. Yeah. But you didn't protect him, and now look, you know. So Darnold's going to a situation where he's going to have security at the offensive line spot. They're two of the best receivers in the league, Debo Samuel and uh, and Brandon Ayuk, and you've got – the, the best, maybe maybe the best two-way running back in the game in Christian McCaffrey, right? So you're at George Kittle at the tight end spot. So he's he's landed in the spot that's when he should be producing. If if he can't be good there, then where are you going to be? Yeah, good? then then you yeah. should just get the hell out of the league. Exactly. Yeah. And with and with uh, Kyle Shanahan as one of the best. One of the elite coaches mm. in the NFL, right? I think they're going to be successful, but yeah, I think they take a, a bit of a step back because of the secondary and concerns on defense, losing the D coordinator. But that gets them second place in the division. They're going to be a seven seed, make the playoffs. All right, third place in the division, two and fifteen, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I mean it's a roster and upheaval. You've got a lot of older pieces. There's no one in particular on the defense where you – I mean, Buda Baker's good, but there's no one else really on the defense where you just say where you can hang your hat on. They're losing DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. There's there's upheaval. There's Kyler Murray won't be ready for the season. You're going to have Colt McCoy. Buda Baker's pissed right now. He wants money. You know, yeah. he's still showing up as a professional, but you know yeah. he's unhappy. Right. Yep. So there, there's a lot going on off of the field that needs to get addressed and stuff on the field is going to need to be fixed. 
So it, it just doesn't look good for the Arizona Cardinals. It looks like a rebuilding, retooling year all the way. In fourth place in the division, 2-15, and 0-6 in the division, will be the uh, L.A. Rams. Staff, Matt Stafford at the quarterback spot, battling some injuries. I think you should just go ahead and hang it up. You already got your ring, and, and I'm, I don't I don't have his tax information in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's doing all right financially. Yeah, let's go ahead well, and just add it to the bingo card. Uh, yeah. Matt Stafford needs Tommy John surgery, yeah. and he is just fighting the inevitable. Anytime yeah. you need cortisone shots in your elbow, you need Tommy John. Elbows and quarterback, <laughs> it does not mix. <laughs> It's just what yeah. it is. You need yeah. Tommy John. Go get yeah. Tommy John. Please. Yeah. And they need a better offensive line to uh to facilitate to facilitate uh Stafford being being better. So right. I like I, I like some of the pieces that they have on the team, but I don't like the team as a whole. Right. Right? They did a, a lot with uh trying to shore up that line when they drafted uh Steve Avila at the guard spot. I mean, they've, you know, again, they got Cooper Cup and you got Aaron Donald. You've got some pieces for, you know, but losing Bobby Wagner back to the Seahawks, again, that'll be mm-hmm. another, you know, help for the Seahawks. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I see the Rams going 2 and 15. You know, it, it, it'll be a bad year for them. Yeah. Now, NFC South. South, winning the division, getting the number three seed over there. You got the New Orleans Saints at 14 and 3, 5 and 1 in the division. That's a hell of a year for Derek Carr. It is. It is. That's attributed to you've got a strong running game that they're going to have. The offensive line is very good. The defense is still very good. And he's going to have some some really good receivers to throw to. Uh, I like the Atlanta Falcons getting second place in that division. 11-6, and 4-2 in the division. Arthur Smith is going to run the ball. They've got Bijan Robinson to, to be a foundational back. I don't I think he's, you know, maybe not the running back everybody else thinks. Maybe I'm a part of a minority, and, I, and I'll just look stupid at the end of the They're day. They're going to build that team around him. They will, but Tyler Algier ain't no, you know, he's, he's not, not a slouch. slouch. You know, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, so. so. I mean, it, my the biggest question for Atlanta, to me, Desmond will be Ritter. Desmond Ritter. All yeah. year, it'll yeah. be Desmond Ritter. I, you know, I think they'll protect him with a strong run game and then play action off of that. We'll see how it goes. I think the defense will be a lot better. Yep. You know, and uh, but yeah, I see the Falcons getting that fifth uh, fifth seed, second in the division. Now we go to the nine and eight Carolina Panthers, third place in that division, going three and three. I think the kids got it. Bryce Young, to me, the best quarterback, pure quarterback coming out in that draft. And he blew the scouts away. He blew the scouting combine. He blew the Panthers away enough that they were able to just go ahead and say bye bye to uh, to to uh, Sam Darnold and 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 uh, old uh, Red Rifle uh, Andy Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. He was he was going to be the starter. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. No. Sean? No. Not if they're going to give up all of that draft. Not if they were going to do what they were going to do. No way in the world uh, Dalton was going to start. So I think the Panthers make a pretty good go of it, and they're going to try to you know go all in to win, but they're going to need to protect him a little bit more. I'm not sure about that offensive line. He's, they've got weapons and Adam Thielen uh, coming over from the Vikings. 
you know, they still they they've got pieces there, but I just don't I don't see it completely falling into place for uh for the kid. They're and, uh, they're gonna need a few more skill position players at the receiver position in particular to make him yeah. a star over there, I think. Yeah. They've got the Jonathan Mingo, he's gonna be really great. Mm-hmm. And uh and the veteran and Adam Thielen, like I said earlier, but yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need to go out and get whoever their Randy Moss is going to be, whoever their Steve Smith is going to be, they're going to have to find that guy. Yeah. You know, so and I don't I don't know that Mingo is that guy. Mingo might be a strong number two. I think he's kind of your Anquan Bolden to the Larry Fitzgerald, really? if that makes sense. Yeah, I think okay. Mingo is kind of the number two. But okay. if you're looking for a, a really strong wide receiver one, you're going to have to go out and go fishing. That might wind up being um, uh, something like, you know, Harrison out of, out of uh, the kid out of Ohio State. Oh, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. You know that 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 might be the situation that they're they're aiming for to go and get him that number one receiver that Ooh, they want. Man, you put Bryce Young with with Marvin Jonathan Harrison. Mingo and Marvin Harrison Jr. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fourth place in the division, going one to sixteen, zero and six in the division. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the defense will be strong. They're pieces on offense to you know Rashad White at the running back spot. And of course, Mike Evans and Chris Galvin at the receiver position. But the quarterback spot—that's the biggest question mark. That it's either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Either either way, you're losing 16 games. The Buccaneers are going to go into the draft next, the after this season, and they're going to be looking for their quarterback of the future. Yeah, that's that's the period yeah. in on it. It's Caleb Williams or or, or it's Drake May for them. Yeah, but yeah, or and and or the if. If they do better than what they expected, I still don't expect them to stick with Baker Mayfield after this season. I, I no, honestly, why would you? No, I, yeah. I, I sincerely expect them even yeah. then, you know, to potentially go after McCarthy from Michigan at that point. You know, if if they wind up being later in the first round, I could okay. see that happening if that's the case. But, you know, it, I'm I'm with you. If 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 they wind up this low, they're going after. It's either going to be May or it's yeah. going to be Williams. It's yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Don't see, I don't I don't see it for the Bucks. But I don't see their coaches surviving after this season. Ty Bowles? No. I don't think he's, so. he's I don't think so either. He's buried two NFL franchises now. I think he can go. I think Bowles is as some guys need to be D coordinators or offense coordinators. Some guys just aren't head coaches. And, he's and one that's of those okay. Guys. He's, he's one, one of those, those guys. guys. Yep. You know, I like him, but he's just one of those guys. Yep. You know, and if if he's not show me something now. Right. Show me now. You know, then they'll say, "Well, he didn't have a quarterback." Well, what what else do you need? Right, right. You know, it's, you have to coach these guys up. Remember, <laughs> that's a part of the game. That's yeah, part of your job. All right. Now, NFC North. We're looking at the number one team in the NFC North. We we greatly differ on this one, but it will be the Detroit Lions. You know, we don't differ that far as far as their record goes. Twelve and five. Twelve and five is what where I had them. Six and zero oh in the division. I had them going five and one in the division. So I mean, right. I had them splitting with the Vikings here. You know, yeah. the the Lions. I think the expectation is for the Lions to take these leaps and bounds. We saw this coming two years ago. We sat, uh, you know, I sat on this show two years ago, and we talked about the Detroit Lions and how yeah. they had the cap space to do essentially whatever the hell they wanted, mm-hmm. and and. I saw it coming. I, I sat here, I, I'm not kidding you, two years ago, Alex will tell you, and I said, this Detroit Lions team in two years is going to have so much cap space, and they're going to yeah. have so many draft picks, and they're going to be allowed to do whatever the hell they want. 
and they're yeah. going to manhandle people in this league, and everybody better brace themselves because this team's coming. And and everybody said, oh, I don't know, Lions are going to lie. And, well, here we are two years later, and the Lions are getting ready to manhandle everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were, look, two years ago they were losing. Yep. The first couple of games they were getting, you know, just blasted. But then they were they would lose more competitively. Right. Right. In the first they were, you know, enhancement matches, squash matches, but all of a sudden they started playing, you know, uh they started playing smart and aggressive, but they just didn't win. Right. Right? So you could see the progression coming. And then last season they started hot and everybody won and it was like, Oh man, this again and then all of a sudden they started making that upper trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, they stumbled a little bit against the Panthers. They they stumbled, you know, late in the year, and they didn't get exactly what they should have gotten. Even though Lamar Jackson and the in the, in the Ravens, you know, NFL history making kick. Even though all of these things went against them, they stayed. They nose to the grindstone. They played hard. They played tough. They played smart, and it's paying off. And it will yeah. continue to pay off. They're going to win the division. And and I see like these financial decisions that they've made, these personnel financial decisions that that I've been watching them make. Um, you know, they they've made over the years some very bad personal personnel decisions. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trey Flowers, etc. Bad decisions. Trey Flowers yeah. is a bad signing. Uh, things of that nature. But then I see the decisions that they started making in the draft, the decisions they started making for their future, the cap-cutting measures, the trading guys away to get future draft picks, trading Matt Stafford away. Mm -hmm. They they made smart moves for the future. Signing one-year prove-it deals. Prove-it deals, yeah. And and if that guy worked out, and and going younger with your team, not Mm -hmm. not signing 35-year-old aging quarterbacks to long-term deals. You know, and, and it's paid off in a big way, in a long-term way. The Lions, I saw them two years ago and said, these guys are going to be scary. And and now my nightmare is coming true yeah. <laughs> moving into this season. Yeah. You know? So here we are. I agree with you that that they could they could very well win the division. It would not scare me in that way at all. Well, what might scare you is the second place team, the Green Bay Packers. Ah, no. Seven and ten. Nope. Three and three in the division. No, no. They've they've got a strong defense. Hard no. That people don't give them enough credit for. It's gonna be a hard pass. Strong offensive run game that they're gonna lean on. Nope, nope. Two running backs, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, that are gonna continue to try to pace the offense and protect their young quarterback Jordan Love, who will essentially be playing, you know, full time for the first time since his days in Utah State. They've got go and get it receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. They drafted Luke Musgrave, but big six six, two hundred some pound tight end who can take advantage of the middle and running those seam routes. And when you've got a quarterback, I was saying, saying earlier, Jordan Love is not an accurate passer. He's just not. I have not seen it. But what you can do with an with an inaccurate passer, you give him go get it receivers to where he doesn't have to be as accurate and a tight end who you can just put it up there and the tight end makes the adjustment on the ball in the air to go and get it. Tucker Craft also out of uh, Sandy, South Dakota State. Can't forget him. So they've got weapons for an inaccurate quarterback to use. I can see that. Jordan Love, uh, he looked good in limited in a limited capacity last year. 
So, I mean, I can see where you're getting at, what you're getting at. I have questions about whether or not he's going to be able to handle the big lights and the bright, the big show um, for a full 17 games. When we get into the dog days of December here, I want to see, you know, if exactly. he, you know, if his QBR is going to be where it's supposed to be. It just, I right. mean, we'll be lucky if his QBR hits his age. You right. know, at certain yeah. points, I think. You know, I get, I get concerned. Yeah, it'll be rough for for a few games. Yep. Uh, all and rough here for the Vikings at seven and ten and three and three mm-hmm. in the division. I think that happens because the the Packers win that that second game, and so the defense bringing in Brian Flores as coordinator is going to help big time. But there's going to be a shift and change in philosophy, and that's what's going to hold the defense back a little bit from achieving its full capability, not to mention the fact that Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback. So Kirk Cousins last year, I so what I'll say about Kirk Cousins is he's an above-average quarterback. Yes. He is. Whether or not anybody wants to say otherwise, Kirk Cousins is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's been notoriously top 12 in the league year over year over year. I would say 15, but I'm with you. Yeah, he's, I know where you, uh, yeah. Statistically, he's been top 12. Uh, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks last year. He was a really good quarterback. The problem I have, and, and the, the issues I have with Kirk. Um, it's always crunch time for me. It's it's crunch time. Kirk Cousins, and a lot of people will always say, oh, Kirk's great, and you know when it's comeback time, Kirk has more comebacks and so-and-so. I don't give a shit about your comebacks. How about you just put a team away early? How about we just put them away and leave them down? And, and that just doesn't happen. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, I think he is a very good quarterback. I just think that he is not going to be the guy to get you to a Super Bowl. No. Do I think he's going to be? So, he has. He's one of those guys that has a really high flow, floor, but a really low ceiling. Does that make sense? Wait a minute. Did you just say he's not the guy to get you a Super Bowl? But you're also the same guy that's got the Vikings and the Bills on Super. Bowl. Okay. Oh, by the way, the Bears are last in the division. We yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't need to talk Kirk, about Kirk Cousins. Isn't the reason you're going to get to a Super Bowl? Uh huh. Justin Jefferson's the reason you're going to get to a Super Bowl. Okay. Let's make that clear. Justin Jefferson's the reason you get to a Super Bowl. Okay. Let's make that clear. But I also think Brian Flores is the reason you're going to get to a Super Bowl. I think we're going to see a change in philosophy when it comes to that defense. I think that defense is going to be much improved this year. I think we're going to be putting a lot of stock into. Brian Flores, and I think we're going to have to kind of ride it out. I'm the only concerns I have about the Vikings, really, the secondary. That's that's exactly. the one concern I have about the Vikings is the secondary and lack of personnel there and lack of pass rush. Yeah, I, and you know, I don't even know that there's going to be a lack of pass rush because of Darius Smith's out the door. Daniel Hunter, they're going to figure something out for him. And I really do think they're going to figure something out for him to get him back in the, back on the field because there is a problem there. Clearly, I think that the Vikings defense is going to get you to the Super Bowl. I think Brian Flores is going to get you to the Super Bowl. I think that this offense with, say, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, I think this Vikings offense that that has TJ Hawkinson is going to get you to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kirk Cousins, to me, isn't going to get you a Lombardi trophy, though. He's not going to put one in the trophy case. He's not going to bring one, you know, to the land of a thousand lakes. We aren't going to see one march. You aren't going to see the parade. We aren't going to see all that shit. It's not going to happen with Kirk. Okay. No, he'll be he'll be on the bus still. the the best The best we're going to get from Kirk is what I just pointed out to you. He might get there. Yeah. He might be there. Yeah. Is he is he going to in the stands? Is he going to be holding one up? No. <laughs> no. 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 
No. He's not going to get you to the situation where you're hoisting Lombardi, running around with the confetti. No. no. That's not going to happen. He would need to be in a Matthew Stafford-type situation right. where everything is perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. And it just don't mess it up. Yep. So, And that's what I meant by that. Yeah. Well, let's go to the playoffs now. Now let's go to the Oh, yeah. I, I said Bears. Bears are last. Yeah, we are. Come we, yeah. That's, come on. Seriously. Boston Fields is over there. Come on. Come on. I mean, they've got DJ Moore's great offensive weapon at the receiver spot. You can't fix you can't fix Justin Fields. I don't I don't know if you can. You can't and, fix and him. It's gonna be and, and they need a lot more pressure on the defensive side. The defense of, of the Bears not quite there yet. Yeah. They're, they still got a lot of work to you do. You cannot fix Justin Fields. No. All right. Now, into onto the playoffs. AFC. We're going divisional round. We've got the Bengals going on the road to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the LA Chargers on the road against the Cleveland Browns, and we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Divisional round. Let's go Chiefs over the Bengals in the wild card round. I could see that. We've got the Chargers not charging and beating the Browns because the Browns are going to Brown. Yep. And we have the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers. It hurt my heart, but they're going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can see that as well. All right. Now we go to the divisional round. Buffalo Bills been sitting at home just waiting on, on Mahomes to come on up. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it happening. Give me the Chiefs over the Bills. Six seed beating the one seed. Sending Sending Mahomes, uh, excuse me, sending Mahomes to the AFC title game and sending Josh Allen home. The Chargers go on the road against the Jaguars, and they defeat those same Jacksonville Jaguars. And now we have a divisional rivalry for the AFC title game, and it's the Chiefs against the Chargers, and the Chiefs can complete the road trip to get back to the Super Bowl by defeating those Chargers as the sixth seed. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of upheaval, some changes. They're getting everybody's best shot, Yep, the Chiefs are. And, all they're, they're, and they're slapping them around. And they're coming back because they didn't lose a lot. No. They they gained some. They didn't lose a, a ton. Yeah. And I think Andy Reid still calling plays, still being an important part. Mahomes still being the elite quarterback that he is. Yeah, they go back. Now, on to the NFC. Divisional round. We got the Chiefs, or excuse me, we've got the Saints on the road against the Giants. We've got the Seahawks on the road against the 49er. Are they on the road? Either way, we got the and we got the Lions and, and, and the Falcons. Right, well, Niners are on the road. Okay, so let's go Saints defeating the Giants. Or excuse me, the Giants defeating the Saints. I'm all miscombobulated over here. Then we've got the Seahawks defeating the 49ers, and we've got the Lions defeating the Falcons. Okay. In the divisional round. Now, Uh, uh, excuse me, wild card. Now we go to the division. A rematch from last season. We got the Eagles and the Giants. Give me the Eagles once again defeating the Giants. And we've got the Seahawks and the Lions. The Lions do 
They do work, but they also lose. Give me the Seahawks over the Lions. And in the NFC Championship, the Eagles defeat the Seahawks. Oof. To get back to the Super Bowl, first rematch, I'm going to call it, first rematch in Super Bowl history, Chiefs and Eagles going back-to-back, and the same result happens again. Is that the the first rematch? I think it's the first back-to-back rematch. Is that the first back-to-back? I would would venture to say yes. Or was it the Cowboys-Bills? Did the Cowboys-Bills go back-to-back? I think they... They yeah, might they have did. Back to back. Yeah, because the Bills won four straight. Yeah. But it would be yeah. the first back-to-back since, like, 94, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> or 93, I think. Because yeah. I think it was the 90, 92-93 one they went back-to-back against yeah. the Cowboys yeah. back and forth. Because yeah. the Bills went four straight. Bills did go four straight. Yep. So this would be the second back-to-back rematch. Mm. And it's going to happen the same way it did back then. We're taking the Chiefs Ooh. over the Eagles. Ooh. Again. Again. And that's it in the Chiefs. Win back-to-back championships, and then from there it falls all apart. Oh, boy. Travis Kelsey gets pissed off. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Kelsey – Travis Kelsey would never get pissed off. He, he just got done saying he's happy being underpaid as long as he's winning. <laughs> That's what he just got done saying today. <laughs> Jackson so, Mahomes does yep. something crazy. Yep. So, uh, folks, that's our show. Um, so we've got we've got Bills winning Super Bowl, we got Chiefs winning Super Bowl. Apparently, we just love the AFC around here. But before we take off, they're better than the NFC right sure. now. Yeah. Um, but before we take off, we got a uh, a few uh, folks that we got to mention here. First and foremost, let's talk about books, mm. boots. Let's talk about books. I eat cookies out of the trash. A great, wonderful, wonderful new book by a wonderful new author, Tammy Pruitt. You can find this BarnesandNoble.com only online. BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon, you go onto these platforms where you order your books and and you'll get you'll get the book as soon maybe not as soon as you order it, but it'll come in the mail very soon. And as soon as it hits your doorstep, here's what I want you to do. I want you to rip this thing open. I want you to pour yourself a glass of whatever you want to pour. Milk, wine, water, don't matter. Just pour yourself a glass of something, sit back and enjoy it. It's a good read. It's like a have yeah. It's like you're having a conversation with the author. I ate cookies out of the trash. Yep, have yourself a read, folks. Uh, get get that one ordered. BarnesandNoble.com. You can check it out. Amazon.com. Get yourself. I ate cookies out of the trash. Also, uh, we want to give a shout out to It's Your Time Massage. IYTMassage.com. You can get yourself a massage. Uh, the best massage therapist in the Metro Detroit area. You get rubbed better than sage. Uh, absolutely, baby. You can go ahead and get yourself Swedish deep tissue. Uh, you can get yourself CBD, baby. We're working with CBD oils these days. Um, so you can get all that good stuff over here at It's Your Time Massage, or you can check out IYTMassage.com. Uh, next up, we want to talk about Patch Miracle Photography. If you're looking for uh, some photos, you're looking for some wedding photos, you're looking for some graduation photos, you're looking for maternity photos, you're looking for engagement photos. You're looking for uh, first birthday pictures, baby pictures. You name it, they do it. You're looking for a sexy boudoir shoot for that special someone in your life. You check out PatchMiraclePhotography.com. Uh, they've got you covered. Andrew and his wonderful wife, Chantel, they do outstanding work. Some of the most professional photos you could ever ask for. PatchMiraclePhotography.com. If your baby is ugly, they'll take a picture of them. And you should be on a Gerber box. Yeah, absolutely. Patch Miracle is the place to go. Check them out. 
Um, and, and I highly recommend them. They did our wedding photos. They did an amazing job. Outstanding job. I loved our wedding photos. They look they look fantastic. They made me look like a million dollars. I was like, man, I look like a model. Dirty, green, and wrinkled. Yeah. <laughs> you normally see any other time I look like Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche. Also, we want to give a shout out to our boy Alex over at Steel Twins Gaming. They're doing their awesome voice acting series over there. Um, They've been running through uh, the Ace Attorney series that I've been really enjoying, checking out their series. I watch it while I'm, I'm busy doing other things around the house or while I'm uh, doing my driving and stuff like that, which I probably shouldn't be doing. But yeah. I do chime in every now and then. Uh, check it out. Steel Twins Gaming. They're doing some uh, a- extremely fun stuff over there. Try and get Ace Steel on there, fellas. Get you the Steel Triplets. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, also, facekicktoparel.com. You're looking for custom shirts, hats, hoodies, uh, you name it, you pick it, they stick it at facekicktoparel.com. Sean Stockmeyer, his wonderful wife, Lisa, they do awesome custom clothing work. Uh, all your favorite logos, anything you want, you can get it over there at facekicktoparel.com. Uh, have a look and uh, put your order in, and uh, he'll have it to you in no time. He's very timely about it, too. Uh, Sean's been doing an awesome job getting them orders out. Uh, as of late, very timely at uh, kicking you in the face. Oh yeah, with savings. With savings too. They're very cost effective over there. And last but not least, Big Willie Dubs Gaming. Our boy Big Will over there doing some awesome stuff uh, on his channel. He's been doing his TikToks. Uh, I, I've got to get back over there. I'm, I'm just hoping I don't have to do the jelly bean ja- jelly bean challenge again. That's one of my one of the most funny things I've ever done. Yeah. Is been on a, a Twitch stream doing a, a jelly bean challenge. Eating boogers. Yeah, eating eating ones that taste like boogers. I, I, that's that's. Oh, you didn't actually just eat a booger? <laughs> no, no, no. It tasted like the. No, what do you think? He's just putting boogers in a jar and saying, "Here, try one." Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's just a jelly bean. But uh, no, it's uh. Big Willie Dubs Gaming, check it out. He's got some cool stuff going on his Twitch stream currently. He's also got uh, stuff on TikTok, so you can check him out on there. Big Willie Dubs, uh, check that out as well. And uh, folks, that's our show. Uh, next time we come up, we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be doing our news and notes around the league. We're also going to be talking about Alex's season predictors. So we're going to be going over that. We're going to be finding out where he's going with that. All right. Also. Folks, we're going to be going into our bold predictions for the upcoming season. That's right. Five bold predictions. Mm-hmm. So that's where each of us will come up with five bold predictions that we think, uh, and, and that could be out of left field, but I want five bold predictions. It could be Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. It could be guys that we think are just going to show up out of nowhere and be studs that, that are complete no-names. It could be anything under the sun. Five, but they gotta be bold. Jackson Mahomes will only have three TikTok. <laughs> that would be bold. But five bold predictions for the NFL season. Okay. And and that will be for each of us. And I'll even say you can also do an extra credit one. We can make it six if you want. But uh, at least five bold predictions uh, for next show. We'll also get into Alex's season predictor um, along with the news around the league for next show. And uh, folks. That's all we got for you. So uh, thank you so much for listening, for Boots, for myself. Uh, We will see you next time right here on the Outside Blitz. You're probably talking about us because we're the only thing to talk about.